Hi guys, and welcome to chapter 10 of my medical thriller, The Regulator. Callan, you did what? August asks, his mouth dropped open. You did what? I cut it out. I stir my straw around in my smoothie. We're at the mall again. If this society is going to catch me in my rebellion, I might as well enjoy my last few days. I still have to save Zara, but I can't do anything about that until tonight. You cut out your ID? My friend looks terrified. If they catch you, does that mean I'm guilty by association? He laughs a little, but I can tell he's nervous. Nah, don't worry about it, I remark. You're fine. And you had Z5, he shakes his head. You seriously shouldn't be here. Why didn't you just drink the vial and then fly under the radar? Change never happens when we sit and choose to do nothing, I tell him. We have the right to privacy. Not here we don't. I take a long, contemplative sip from my drink and then set it back down on the table, where it's already formed a ring of condensation. I get the odd feeling somebody's watching me, so I turn around on my stool. There, next to the Nestle Toll House, is Layla. She's on the phone, her blue eyes staring straight ahead, almost like she's looking at me. Her long locks pour down her shoulders like a waterfall and hug her curves perfectly. Her faint pink lipstick matches the light pink dress that she's wearing. She's tan with long legs, and she hasn't changed a bit since the gala a while back. Hottie twelve o'clock, August nods toward her. You know who that is, right? I turn to look at him. Sure, he nods along. Who doesn't? We gotta get out of here, I grab my empty smoothie cup. We just got here, August puts in. Yeah, I swallow hard, but they're looking for me. And yes, August, if they catch me and you're here as well, you'll be guilty by association. Suddenly, it feels like the walls are closing in, and I notice a caretaker from the center by the fountain, also on the phone. Another by Ragstock. Another eating a salad in the food court. We need to go now, I tell August. He stands up, brushes off his jeans. All right, he says, let's go. We hit the ground running, and August takes my hand and turns a corner, leading me toward the restrooms. There's an exit, he nods toward this emergency door. We'll set off the alarm, I shake my head. No, it doesn't matter. Don't think. Just go. And we do, because we notice a few of the workers move from their positions closer to the nearby drinking fountains. Go, I shout to August, and we take off, sprinting faster until we fly out the door, and adrenaline carries us down the black-topped road all the way to the bus stop. Chapter 10, Gia. It's claustrophobic in the tunnel, and every now and again, this loud thud happens, just from the air moving through it, but it scares me. I always feel like someone's coming, hunting me down. The smell isn't much better. It's musty with the faint hen of the old formaldehyde that they use on the dead bodies. You know, back when people actually died in the morgue and not out on the streets after escaping some prison. When I first got down here, there was a small set of metal steps that led me underground, so now it's even darker than it was. It takes a long while, but I finally see a small amount of light coming from a bulb hanging on the ceiling, and then there's a metal door. I insert the long silver key into the door and turn it to the right. It clicks and I'm in. In front of me, a row of ten light bulbs barely illuminates a series of jail-like cells. The stench is even worse down here. I think some of them have died. There are people talking and crying and doing God knows what else. Each cell holds an elderly person, a food tray flap, and a toilet. There must be a room behind this. I continue to the end, ignoring the people that call out for help. They know I'm not one of the caretakers. I'm too young. I find another door at the end of the long hall and open it with the key. Behind it, I enter a room. It's similar to someone's basement, but worse. Saws hang on the wall to my left against green grass-like wallpaper. There's a large wooden table with a series of medical tools. Light bulbs hanging from the strings, barely on. This chair that I swear was used to electrocute people once. I feel uncomfortable. 
Someone's been here recently. Against the wall further in, a series of medical stations is set up. A hospital bed with an IV tube, a blood pressure station, a mask with a black machine to put someone to sleep. If this is where they do the research, it's not safe at all. They cut people open in a basement. I feel like I'm in a horror movie, so I leave the room and enter the jail cell location once again. Pamela, it's worth a shot. Silence. She's sleeping, someone finally speaks up. Can you wake her? There's a shuffling noise as the person reaches through bars to shake my grandma. Then she stirs to life, which is sort of creepy, given how I swore she was dead on the examination table. Grandma, I whisper. She blinks, her eyes wide. Gia, she gasps. Sweetheart, you can't be here. I had to find you. I need to get you out. Someone said you were bleeding. A man had some medication for his leaky valve disorder. I took one of those, but I've got to find Olfine, she states. I have some. I fish in my pocket and give her one of the circular white pills. Thank you, she whispers, although carrying that around is an awful idea. Will you let me out? I unlock her cell. I'll be back for the rest of you, I tell the clan of old folks. Just be patient. They nod and toss around thank yous, and Grandma and I take off through the tunnel once more. The journey back seems longer, as if when I get back, someone will be there waiting for us. How did you know how to find me, she asks. Well, I turn the flashlight on my cell phone on. I came to see you last one last time to say goodbye, and I found a man lying in the body cages. He told me what was going on. Ah, Grandma nods as if it's all normal. I knew it would go this way. We reach the end of the tunnel and shove the door open, tumbling onto the floor of the morgue. Then we exit the room entirely and sprint out of the building and into the sunlight. You're walking, I inform Grandma. Well, yes, she nods. Desperate times call for desperate measures, hon. But it was only a cold that I had in the facility. I was never truly near death. I'm glad you're all right, I remark. In the broad daylight, I can see her bandage wound, stains of blood showing through. We should probably attend to that, I state. Not right now, honey, Grandma shakes her head. I don't have the time. Why? The Z5 outbreak is on the loose, she whispers, and nobody else knows how to stop it. Callan had it, I find myself spilling. She gasps. But don't worry, we found a red vial. Phenylene. But his girl, I mean one of his friends, has it. We need to find more of the red stuff. I'll find a way, Grandma nods. Now where's your brother? Probably out with August, I roll my eyes. Good, I'll use both of them. Do you have anyone that could help join us? Guess maybe my boyfriend, I say. All right, Grandma says. Call him up. I do. Ask if I can come over. He says, of course. Grandma says she's going to visit Mom, and then we'll all meet in the park to sneak into the center tonight. She knows her way around. I call Callan. Grandma's alive, I spit out when he answers surprisingly on the first ring. Callan usually never carries a cell. Nice joke, he sputters. He's totally out of breath. I'm not kidding. Wait, what? Grandma's alive. They've been holding the elderly captive for research. None of them are dead. There's a tunnel in the morgue, I breathe just as heavily. Callan gasps on the other end and then hangs up entirely, unable to handle the news. I take the bus to Theo's and Grandma goes to see Mom. Hopefully nobody recognizes her. Theo opens the door as if he's expecting me, which I guess he is. I walk inside and he goes to kiss me, but I hold a palm up. Not today. Not with Z5 out there. Come on, Gia, he laughs out loud. You don't actually think we'd get that, do you? I don't know, I shrug. I can't answer that. So, no kissing, he pretends to think on it. Well, yeah, I nod. Why'd you come over then? Because, Theo, I sit on his couch. I broke the rules. He just looks at me and sits down with his elbows on his knees. He turns and looks with those chocolate dark, dark chocolate eyes in his furled brow. What do you mean? I stole medication. I broke into the morgue. They're holding people down there, in this tunnel from the morgue to this creepy station underground. I told people what colors I've drinking. I even snuck some phenylene for Z5. I'm not perfect. I'm so far from perfect that this program, it's just a lie, I cry. 
He scooches closer and puts an arm around my waist. Just hold me for a few seconds. Everyone messes up, Gia, he whispers. You just can't let anyone know it was you. He winks and it sends shivers down my spine. Then he does that stupid thing that he always does because I know I he knows I secretly love it. He runs his right hand through his dark hair and then leans back against the couch and just stares at me. Your secret's safe. Soon it will be locked up entirely, he mimes throwing the key into his mouth. Thanks, I hug him. Sure you're not worried about contracting Z5? He smirks a bit. I guess not as much now, I reply. He rolls over and then he's leaning in, his lips meeting mine. The world is right for a split second. His hands are in my hair and things are going a bit too fast and I keep thinking about how much trouble I'd be in if Callan never knew about this, but I don't care. I wake up an hour later on his couch. He's sitting up shirtless with a cup of coffee in his hands. Hey, he finds my face. Hey, I whisper, how long have I been out? A while now, he smirks. Listen, Gia, I love you, okay? I blink, sit up. I know that. Yeah, but it's not going to seem like it, he shrugs. Suddenly, the front door flies open. I pull a blanket from the couch over myself. A series of soldiers enter, their faces downturned and searching. They all like eyes with me. Gia Winners, the largest one yells, you're under arrest. And they drag me out of the house. I take a glance over my shoulder at Theo. He just stands there, drinking his coffee. Alright, that is the end of chapter 10. I apologize for the stumbling over some words in that chapter. It seemed to happen every time I recorded it. Um, but I guess that just goes to show that we're all humans and we make mistakes. Um, but I hope you guys are prepared for chapter 11 because the action is getting started. Mm -hmm.